Oh, if you have your Bibles, turn with Matthew, the fourth chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. Matthew, the fourth chapter. And uh, I want to uh, begin reading in verse uh, 16. Uh, verse 16. We're going to read verses 16 and 17. It says, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them was sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the time we have together today, Lord. Thankful for those who came out today. Thankful for those who were here this morning. Thankful for those who came back tonight. This afternoon, Lord, I pray that you'll bless them. I pray, Lord, you go with us as we attempt to preach your word and as we attempt to set forth uh, uh, something concerning the great light that shines in darkness. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to say before I get started that uh, I used the wrong name this morning. Uh, uh, um, I had Joseph in my notes, but I knew that Jacob was the father of the 12 tribes of Israel, so that's what we're talking about there. Um, but anyway, I said Joseph, but it should have been Jacob, uh, who was the one that, uh, that was speaking there in, the, uh, there in the, that last verse I read in my message this morning. All right. Um, uh, we want to speak. I want to preach to you this afternoon. It's a simple message. Uh, you know, we. I guess you know, I'm a pretty simple man, and uh, so I'm going to preach a simple message. Those who sit in darkness—that's the title of it. Those who sit in darkness. You know, darkness is a sign. Is the sign of the unsaved. You know, unsaved are constantly walking around in darkness. You know, I, I think about as I prepared this message this past week, I thought about uh, um, the song, you know, I Saw the Light. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if uh, he knew uh, the Lord or not, but I do know that he sung a song that was right said, I saw the light, you know, and I hope and pray that every one of you in here has seen the light. Because I tell you, to sit in darkness all your life is a terrible thing. Sit in darkness and then die and go to hell. That's a terrible thing. Terrible thing to have nothing, to have nothing that moves you. You know, that's the thing we have nowadays. You know, a lot of people has there's nothing that moves them, and, and you know if if nothing moves them, then then they're sitting in darkness, and they're waiting. They're not waiting on the light. They're just they just don't know that the light's out there, and realize uh, this. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, the rest of this 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 afternoon. Salvation is represented as being called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. As the scripture describes it, is there any here this afternoon who doesn't know when he goes out of darkness and 
comes to light. Of course we don't. You know, my brother was, my brother was blind, but yet, uh, I remember when he got up, uh, he died when he was 18. When he got up in his early teenage years, I remember, and I was, I was eight years younger than him, or, or nine years younger than him, and, um, but I remember, uh, he got up one time to go do something and, and, uh, I remember my mom said now, he, he walked over there and, and he ran into the wall. And, um, I remember my mom said, uh, Bobby said, uh, can you see that light there in that door? And he stood, he backed off and, Stood out there in the middle of the floor. He said, yeah, I see. He said, I see something looks like something there. And she said, well, that's the door. And so he walked toward that and went on in the door and went on into the kitchen. And, um, but at any rate, um, except you're totally blind, unless you're totally blind, can't see anything, light or anything, then there's no one that doesn't know when they go out of darkness into light. They just, they just don't, there's no one that doesn't know that. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a, it's a thing that people says, you know, sometimes people don't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. Well, that's the type of people that, uh, that even that person should know when they go out of darkness into light, they know something's happened. Uh, they know the light, the not light is there. Except they're, if they're totally blind. But even today, I have seen those who say one cannot know when one is saved. Now, if you've ever seen that light, then you will know, uh, that you're saved. If you've ever seen that light, that light, it's real. That light is real. It's, it's a real thing. They know when all of a sudden they knew nothing about their sin and now they see the light of the world. They see their sin. They see that, and I, I know I'm just describing myself. I can't describe you, but I'm just describing myself. You know, I, I know there's a time when I didn't see my sin. I, I, I said, well, yeah, but I thought everything I'd done was okay. I thought it was okay to go out and do what I want to do. I thought that was all okay. I thought it was okay to, to have a free will and do whatever you want to do. But when the Lord got a hold of me at age 22, first thing I saw when the Lord turned on that light First thing I saw was I saw my sins. I said, Lord, how in the world could I have missed these? How in the world could I have missed these? How, how in the world would I have ever known that some of these things I do is wrong except you send the light and light my path and show me the way? Now they, after... They see the light. They see their sin. 
They understand their sin. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, Apostle Paul says, when he says, uh, he didn't, he didn't say when I was in darkness, but that's what he's talking about. He said, there was a time when I didn't see the light, my sins, but then he said, there come a time when my sins were brought out. My sins were made bold. They were made bold. Your sins are made bold when, when the Lord deals with you. Now they see their sin and they see, uh, that their sin will send them to hell. That's the first thing that entered my head when I was saved, and that is that these sins that I didn't recognize are going to send me to hell. And that's when the Lord saved me, showed me, you know, you don't have to go to hell. I forgive you for those sins, and he did. Now, if we're to understand those who sit in darkness, we must see they know not Christ who is the eternal light. You know, we know that darkness implies a state of ignorance. You know, when people are in darkness, it implies a state of ignorance. To be ignorant of Jesus and His work is to be void of the Father who is all light. To be ignorant of Christ is to be ignorant of God. You know, you, some people say, well, I, I, I know God, but I don't believe in Jesus. You can't. That, that's impossible. Why is that? Because verse Matthew eleven twenty seven says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. You know, uh, if you know the Son, you know the Father. If you know the Son, you know the Spirit. You know, some people, some people don't like the terminology Holy Spirit. They think you're talking about something, something that is supernatural. Well, you are. They think you're talking about something, I can't see it so it doesn't exist. Or I, I can't see God, or, but if I could, He, He doesn't exist. I remember one of the people on Fox and Friends. He got, they got talking about some religious stuff one time. And he said, well, he said, all of you know I'm an agnostic. And this is one of them on Fox, not Fox and Friends, but on Fox. He said, uh, you know I'm an agnostic. And you know, he says, I have a lot of trouble believing that there's a God. And the reason he said he had a lot of trouble believing there's a God, he says, you can't get a hold of it. You can't hold it in your hand. You can't, you can't see it out here walking around. Well, God is spirit. No man can see him. If Jesus hadn't revealed God to me, then I would have never known who God was. I mean, when I, when I grew up, uh, boys used God's name in vain. I thought that was okay. That's a good cuss word. You know, that's, that's, that's something good, you know, as far as I was concerned. You know, if you got mad enough, just use God's name in vain. That's a good, that's a, that was a good word. 
you got aggravated about something, then use God's name in vain. It wasn't until the Lord saved me that I realized that's not good. I knew who God was. And then, then when I studied the Scriptures further, after the Lord saved me, it said, Do not, don't take the Lord's name in vain. So then I had to find out what does that mean? What does that mean, not take the Lord's name in vain? Well, first thing I came up with when I studied was the word GD. And I realized then, I said, that's taking God's name in vain. And then as I grew older, preacher preached, grew older, and I realized I heard people who would... Uh, get frustrated about something, they'd say, oh, gee. Well, then I learned that's taking God's name in vain. You know, people love that OMG on Facebook. That's taking God's name in vain. I didn't know these things until God opened up my eyes and I saw the light. That's why he, that's why Jesus said there, he said the, the people which sat in darkness, which sat in darkness, not sitting in darkness, saw great light. There was a day when I could, could have been in that group right there. There was a day when I sat in darkness, and then I saw a great light. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you in just a minute how, how real that light is. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to in just a few seconds. We know that darkness implies superstition. It implies superstition. You know, when you're in the darkness, you can come up with a lot of things. When you're in darkness, you know, my mom used to say, my mom used to say, uh, don't open that umbrella in the house. Man, I tell you, you open that umbrella in the house, you're going to have bad luck. Devil, my mom always would say the devil's going to come down and get you. That's what she told us about those two pictures. She said, if we do anything wrong, she said, they're watching you, and they're going to call the devil down on you. That's the reason when I was drinking, I'd crawl on the floor through that room. I'd low crawl, keep that picture from seeing me. I didn't know any better. And I didn't know him better until God opened my eyes. It implies superstition. A lot, a lot of things, you know, this like those pictures were superstitious. It implies a lot of things. When there is no light, there will be a false and a much exaggerated view of life. I'm going to tell you a true story. My dad had been out of it. I don't know, some of you remember when they, they thought he was maybe dying and at the time and I took off and I left friendship, uh, before, I, I, matter of fact, I didn't, I, I didn't stay there for the afternoon service. I left after the morning service and took off and went to Kentucky. And, uh, I got up there and my dad, sure enough, he was out of his head. He didn't know who I was. 
But there's one thing my dad said to me that has stuck with me all my life. When I got talking to him, I, I said, Dad, you, are you doing okay? And he said, he said, you see that light up there? He said, there's a bright light up there. He said, I, I can see that light. And he said, as soon as I get there, I'm going to be okay. That light that he saw some few years before that was still with him when he was out of his head. He said, I'll be all right. He said, I see that light. He said, that light is still there. And he, he died not too long after that. You know, uh, I've often thought about it when me and my brother burned down the chicken house. We, we ran to the, yeah, Becky, we did. We burned down the chicken house. And we ran to a tunnel, and there was a light at the end of that tunnel. My mom was standing in that light. She was yelling down that tunnel at us boys. She said, y'all got to come out of there sometime. Y'all going to want to eat. And uh, she didn't forget about it either. We thought maybe she forgot about it, but she didn't. But the light my dad saw was one that was a bright light. And he said, when I get there, I'll be okay. What a, what a great testimony. We talk about what falseness and what exaggeration when you say to people, don't worry about me, I'm just fine. You ask them about the Lord. Do you know the Lord is a Savior? Don't worry about me, I'm just fine. That's, that is, that is, Falseness and exaggeration is all that is. You know, I'll be just fine. That's exaggeration. They're not going to be just fine. They're going to die and go to hell. And they're not going to be all right because they're going to die and go to hell. You know, we, all of us are all right until something happens to us. I, I saw somebody was talking about somebody... Uh, uh, had a stroke here and said he was perfectly perfectly healthy and he had a stroke he didn't die but he had a stroke he's very crippled but he was alright the day before that he's fine don't worry about me I'm okay but all of a sudden just like that a stroke came up on him and he won't be all right the rest of his life. Well, it's exaggeration when you ask somebody, about, talk to somebody about salvation, and they say, don't worry about me, I'll be just fine. Well, you know, I've often, I've often thought to myself, well, if they're not going to worry about self, why should I worry about them? But I do. I still do. What falseness. God will always reveal the Foolishness of man's wisdom. A darkened mind cannot think the thoughts of God, so it builds castles on the sand which are soon gone. That's what the life does. This phone of mine is buzzing, so don't worry about it. It's not my heart. But anyway, uh, 
He said, I don't know why they just keep calling. Why don't they hang up? But anyway, um, it's just it's just foolishness, falseness, and exaggeration. The light of the world, I'm sorry, the light of the word of God will always reveal the foolishness of man's wisdom. A darkened mind cannot think the thoughts of God. So we, as I said that, so he builds castles on the sand, which are soon gone. Yeah. Lost man can do a lot of things. Did you know that uh, Cain, Cain became one of the greatest businessmen of his day? Cain. How do I know that? Because you go back to the book of Genesis, it says that Cain built cities. Like Donald Trump. Say Cain built cities. He 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 was a great builder, businessman. Cain, but he was in darkness because God told him he was in darkness. God told him, God told him that he was a vagabond. And God told him that men would seek out to to kill him. And, uh, but he turned out to be a great builder. Cities. Go back and read the story. Book of Genesis. We know that darkness implies danger. Darkness implies danger. I've often thought to, to be blind and hear, hear, hear a sound and not be able to find out where it's coming from. Or not be able to see who's who's making that sound. Not able to see who's making that noise. Or somebody speaks to you and you can't see who's talking to you. Well, darkness implies danger. There's a lot of danger in darkness. A lot, a lot of danger. <clears throat> We know that darkness implies danger. The word describes it as being in a region and shadow of death. To be without the light is to be living in the shadow of hell fire. Those in darkness cannot see this terrible condition. In other words, they're already in hell and they don't know it. They don't know it. They go, they go, you say, well, well, people know when they're going to hell. No, they don't. These people die perfectly, quiet, serene, beautiful deaths. They go to hell. Now, we have a tendency that we, when a person dies, we think we can determine where they go to heaven or hell. You can't. You don't know. You don't know. One of a man that uh, I've told about many times, meanest man around. You know, he died. He died a he died a beautiful. He he died one of the most serene deaths. Anybody want to die? He just shut his eyes and went to sleep. He 
what, 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 do we, what do we think about darkness? It implies danger. Those in darkness cannot see their terrible condition. In other words, they are already in hell and don't know it. We know that darkness implies helplessness. How much, how much can you do in darkness? You go hunting. You can't hunt in darkness. You go fishing. I guess you can fish in darkness. Most fishermen have a light. Darkness implies helplessness. The text says they sat in darkness. Did you ever go up the side of a mountain at pitch dark? And having left a light on at the bottom of the mountain to guide you back down and look and see the light has gone out all of a sudden you're lost you're lost it's, it's, it's a great thing it's a great thing if you go up to a woods or some a real wide wooded area and leave some light on to where you can look back and see where the light is. You got to come back home, come back in the dark. But that light goes out. And you'll say, well now, if I just turn straight around and go back, what's the chances you're going to come out on that spot there? None. I've been in the military. I know different. What's the chances that you're going to turn around straight around and come right back out where you went in at. Well, that's what people do. That's what talking about groping in the dark. They grope around in the dark and they don't know it. They, they, think they're, they think they're going somewhere. They think they're doing something, but they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything but, uh, but groping around in darkness. They grope around in darkness. They grope around darkness. They grope around in darkness until they die and go to hell. Then they're in eternal darkness forever and ever. Hell is referred to as a very dark place. Eternal darkness forever and ever. If we're to understand those who sit in darkness, we must see the sudden remedy which comes to those who sit in darkness. The people which sat in darkness Saw a great light. Oh, that's something else. Saw a great light. Those who don't see this light will forever remain in darkness. They saw a great light. And I, I can't describe it any more, any simpler. I don't know. It may not mean nothing to you, but, uh, but, uh, I saw that light. I saw that light when Hank Williams sang that song. When I was growing up, I saw the light. I didn't know what he's talking about. But I, since the Lord saved me, I know what he was talking about. I saw the light. Now, we, we don't know what that's like until we've seen it. And I, I tell you, you ever go visiting in a nursing home, and I welcome any of you to go with me. 
go to a nursing home and watch the souls that sit in that nursing home just waiting to die. It's, it's a saddened thing. I, I, don't, I don't even like to go there. Because down lying down the hallways, you'll see them sitting out there in wheelchairs like this. And, and uh, you walk up to them and you say, Sir or, or Ma'am, I, I'd like to talk to you about the Lord. Uh, what? They just sit in darkness waiting to die. I don't know. Some of them may be going to heaven. I don't know. But they sit in darkness just waiting to die. Nothing interests them. There's not a thing that interests them. Nothing interests them. I get a blessing when Jim brings his mother, and you know, she seems so happy. When she comes, she seems so happy. She's glad to get out of that place. I'm telling you. That's some gloom there. It's wonderful, though. I'll go over to where Jim's mama is, and I'll be walking down the hall, and I'll hear somebody yell and say, Preacher, you come to see me today? You just going to pass me up? Lila. She'll, well, she'll just jump off me. She'll jump up one side of me down the other. Because I hadn't been in to see her yet. She'll yell. She'll be sitting in there just a yelling. You, gonna, you, you don't know me anymore? She'll say, you don't know me anymore? You done forgot about me? No, Sister Lila, I hadn't forgot about you. They're glad, they're glad when, when they can just get their mind off of that dark, gloomy place for just a little while. You don't know what it's like. You say, I've never been there. Shelly knows what it's like because she works there. It's a gloomy place to be. That's why I'm so thankful, hope and pray to God that I can preach right in this pulpit until my time, my minute comes, my second comes. And just drop off right here in front of this, right behind this pulpit. Let some of you young men try to carry me out of here. I want to tell you folks it's terrible to be in darkness it's terrible to be in gloomy places that the people sat in darkness as darkness implies ignorance and superstition danger and helplessness the great light reveals knowledge truth power and safety that great light, it implies it, that we can 
that we can know we can know what the truth is we can know the power behind all of it God it's a wonderful thing to hear people talk about how God leads them and guides them and directs them I tell you if God's not leading and guiding and directing you today you need to find out what's wrong because he does he leads and guides and directs his people and I know there's people in here that know that they know that's the truth he should I know we don't understand a lot of things that happens we don't understand a lot of things why they happen that's because we don't totally understand God and 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 the half of the story has not been told yet so I'm just talking to you about just a little bit of it today just a little teensy bit of it because the half of it has not even been told yet but I won't tell you you'll get the other half when you get to heaven someday you get the rest of it the rest of it's coming you get to heaven someday the rest of it's coming Jesus said and this is condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light lest their deeds be reproved I tell you when that light shines on you your deeds that's just like a man robbing a house and all of a sudden all the lights come on he's revealed he's revealed that's the way it is when people sit around darkness and that light comes on that, that light comes on all of a sudden they see they see. Or, in other, in other words, they have been seen. They have been revealed when that light comes on. Now, I'll tell you, if you're here today and you've never seen that light, I pray that you'll find out why. I pray that you'll have a concern because you haven't seen that light. You may not have a great concern today. I, I pray when you lay down at night and turn your light off in the room that you'll think about this message. I pray that when you turn that light off tonight in your room and it's pitch dark, you'll think about this message. But what if you don't wake up the next morning? What if something comes that you die in your sleep? You'll say, well, I'm too young for that. No, that, that baby's dying in her sleep. They've been children died in their sleep. They've been generation W died in their sleep. A lot of generation UV died in their sleep. All right. Let's form a circle. Let's have prayer.